everyone. I'm Kara Schoolcraft. And I am Joe Dunn. We are the directors of the play this semester. Welcome to the second ever radio production of the Theatrical Society and Eagle Radio at Dakota Falls College. We are representing Alfred Hitchcock's The 39 Steps, adapted by Joe Landry. We feel very honored that you have chosen to tune in this evening. Our cast and crew have worked very hard in bringing these characters to life this semester, and we thank you for your time in listening to this production. If you are listening in the Odyssey after the production, please take a moment to meet our actors and actresses to thank them for their hard work in bringing you this entertaining drama. As a disclaimer, we would like to warn you that this is the first ever thrilling mystery play done by the Theatrical Society. This play will consist of intriguing violence and gunshots. If this is triggering for you, please take this warning and turn the radio off now. Otherwise, sit back, close your eyes, and enjoy the 39 Steps. We're on the air in five, four, three, two. Good evening. Tonight, WBFR Playhouse of the Air and our sponsors present a story of suspense and mystery entitled The 39 Steps. Each week at this hour, we invade your living rooms providing your radio holds up and bring you exciting stories of the strange and unusual. Dark and compelling yarns curled from the four corners of the world, bringing murder back into the home where it belongs. Tonight, we present a tale immortalized on celluloid by the master of suspense, Alfred Hitchcock, The 39 Steps. This evening's jolly little tale begins with a murder, and then things get really serious and the danger begins. Now, before you get the wrong idea, let me make one thing clear. I abhor violence. That is why, on this program, we use stabbing, shooting, and garroting, only when they are absolutely essential to the plot or when the whim strikes. Our play begins in a music hall, and the title is The 39 Steps. That's all I intend to tell you. You'll have to figure the rest out yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, with your kind attention and permission, I now have the honor of presenting to you one of the most remarkable men in the world, Mr. Memory. Every day, he commits to memory 50 new facts. 50, ladies and gentlemen, facts from history, geography, newspapers, and scientific books. Millions and millions of them, and he remembers them all. Test him, ladies and gentlemen, test him. Ask him any question you like, and he will answer you fully and freely, Mr. Memory. Thank you. A question, please. A question from anyone in the audience. Ladies first. Where's my old man been since last Saturday? On the booze! A serious question, please. What won the Derby in 1921? Mr. Jack Jewell's humorist with Steve Donahue up, won by a length at odds 6-1. to one. Second and third, Craig and Iran and Lemonora. Am I right, sir? Right. Thank you very much. Question, please. Do not hesitate. Another question, please. What causes Pippin poultry? How many races did Mick the Miller win? How old is my west? How far is Winnipeg from Montreal? Where's my old man been since last Saturday? Who was the last British heavyweight champion of the world? Henry VIII, my old woman. Bob Fitzsimmons. He defeated Jim Corbett, heavyweight champion of America, at Carson City, Nevada in October 1897. He was then 34 years of age. Am I right, sir? Right. What causes Pippin poultry? How many races did Mick Miller win? How old is my west? How far is Winnipeg from Montreal? Where's my old man been since last Saturday? Madam, he's been where you can't ask him silly questions. <laughs> How far is Winnipeg from Montreal? Miss Winnie who, sir? 
How far is Winnipeg from Montreal? Ah, gentlemen from Canada, you're welcome, sir. Winnipeg, the third city of Canada and the capital of Manitoba. Distance from Montreal, 1,710 miles. Am I right? Quite right. What causes pimp and poultry? How many races would make the Miller win? How old is my West? Gentlemen, please, you're not at home. For God's sake, play something. Please, let me out of here. Let the lady through. Stand back, please. Hold onto my arm, miss. I'll get you out of this. Get back there. Clear the aisles. This way, miss. There you are, miss. Take a good deep breath. Thank you. You all right? Yes, I think so. I had to get out of that theater quickly, that's all. <laughs> a lot of people had that idea. It wasn't the panic that frightened me. It was... something else. I'm afraid I don't understand. I... Oh, I'm in terrible trouble. Will you help me? What kind of trouble? I can't tell you here. Can we go someplace and talk? Well, my flat is nearby. May I come home with you? <laughs> it's your funeral. Come on, there's a bus. Go in, miss. Thank you. Now, if I can find this light switch... Oh no! Don't turn on the lights. It will be safer. <laughs> I'm afraid I don't understand. Will you pull down the blinds, please? Very well. This just puts me doubly in the dark. My name's Richard Hanay. Any objections to telling me yours? No. It's Smith. Annabella Smith. Smith. Really? Is there anything wrong with that? <laughs> no, it's just an unusual name. Do you want to know more about me? What do you think I do for a living? Actress? Not in the way you mean. Of course. Certainly not. I'm a freelance. Out for adventure, eh? That's right. Don't answer the telephone. Why not? Because I think it's for me. Please, don't answer. Say, what's this all about? You said you were in trouble. You don't believe me, do you? I believe you're slightly hysterical. If I am, I have good reason. I was the one who fired those shots in that theater tonight. You? Why? To create a diversion. I had to get away from that theater quickly. There were two men there who wanted to kill me. Ha <laughs> ha, you should be more careful in choosing your gentleman friends. You've got to believe me. <laughs> Why should anyone want to kill you? You wouldn't understand. Well, you're not making it easy for me. A beautiful, mysterious woman pursued by gunmen. Sounds like a spy story. That's exactly what it is. Only I prefer the word agent. Agent? For what country? Any country that pays me. What is your country? I have no country. Born in a balloon? I suppose you've come here to dig up some great big state secret. No. I'm here to save a secret. A very important secret for this country. Not because I love England, but because it will pay me better. The very brilliant agent of a certain foreign power is on the point of obtaining a secret vital to your air defense. I tracked two of his men to that music hall. Unfortunately, they recognized me. That's why they're after me now. You ever heard of a thing called persecution mania? You don't believe me? <laughs> Frankly, I don't, Annabella. Very well. If you will go and look out of that window, you will see two men standing across the street. I'd hope they'd shake them off. Look, please do. All right, I'll play your game a bit further. Oh, don't let them see you! Well? By Jove, you're right. Two of them. They seem to be looking up here. Come away from the window, please. Do you believe me now? I suppose I must. I'm going to tell you something which is not very healthy to know. But now that they have followed me here, you are in it as much as I am. So it seems. Have you ever heard of the 39 steps? No. What's that? Never mind. But this much you must know. What you were laughing at is true. These men are ruthless, and I'm the only person who can stop them. If they are not stopped, it's only a matter of days, perhaps hours, before the secret is out of the country. Why don't you phone 
the police. Because they wouldn't believe me any more than you did. And if they did believe me, how long do you think it would take to get them going? These men act quickly. You don't know how clever the chief is. Clever and merciless. What's his name? The chief goes by a dozen names and can look like a hundred people. But there's one thing he cannot disguise. The top part of the little finger on his right hand is missing. If ever you should meet a man with no top joint there, well, be very careful, my friend. Thanks. I'll make a note of it. Meanwhile, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm frightened. You needn't be. What you need is a good night's rest. Oh, yes. I do. You're welcome to my bed. I'll get a shakedown on the couch. Are you sure you don't mind? Sleeping on the couch? Why, I've done it dozens of times. No, I mean being in danger. I'm not quite convinced of that yet. No. Is there anything I can get you? Yes. Have you a map of Scotland, please? A map of Scotland? I have an atlas over here somewhere. If I could only find... Oh, yes, here it is. You going deer stalking or just plain hiking? There's a man in Scotland whom I must visit if anything is to be done. I see. Are the 39 steps in Scotland by any chance? Perhaps I'll tell you tomorrow. Good night, Mr. Hannay. Good night, Annabella. Pleasant dreams. through the window. One of them had a knife. Annabella, you're bleeding. I'll call a doctor. Ugh, it's dead. You've got to stop those men. In a few days, they'll have the secret out of the country. But how will I stop them? Kinrich. Professor. Scotland. What's there? Who is this professor? They'll get you. Like they did. Me. Annabella! Express, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Aberdeen, Kingrich, and Fort William. All aboard! Ticket for Kingrich, please. One, sir? Yes, one. And hurry, please. One ticket to Kingrich, Scotland. Here you are, sir. All aboard! Excuse me, is this seat taken? Well, no, boss, right? Sit down, young fella. Thank you. Papers, magazines, chocolates, and cigarettes. I wonder what one at two o'clock at Windsor. I don't know. Let's get a paper. Hmm. Uh, paper, please. The dispatch. What one? Bachelor butt. Seven to four odds. Good. Not so good. Hello. Look at this. Woman murdered in West End flat. These romance dramas don't appeal to me. Portland Mansions, Portland Place. By the BBC! That's a nice quiet place to lay some of the rest. What was she like? What of the usual? Another tipsy blonde? A well-dressed woman of about 25 found with a knife in her back. The tenant, Richard and A, is missing. The police are hot on the trail and watching with careful eye all points of departure from London. So that's what they were doing, eh? Who? Scotland Yard. Those bobbies. I've seen them get on this train. Ask him plenty of questions. They will too. Looky here. There's a picture of that in chat. Let's have a squint at him. Rough looking, I do. Excuse me. Well, say, young fellow, where are you going? Don't you like that seat? I do. Thank you. But I just remembered something. In a bit of a hurry, wasn't he? Excuse me, miss, but... I have to do this. Nothing in here, Chief, except a man grabbing a bit. Let's go down the end and we'll double back. I'm not accustomed to strange men barging in my apartment, let alone kissing me. I assure you, miss, that I'm no stranger than most. 
and kissing you was my way of hiding, not introducing myself. But I'm afraid that they'll be back, and I might be compelled to do it again. Really? Well, I'm not interested. Now, will you please go? I can't. What? Why not? It isn't safe. Listen to me. Are you going, or shall I have to call the conductor? Oh, no. Don't do that. I just want your help. You see, my name is Richard Hene. Hene? Why, you're the man the police are looking for. Yes, but I'm innocent, I swear. Listen, you've got to help me. It's terribly important that I be free for the next few days. You will help me, won't you? Yes, of course I will. And that's fine. You said the police are on this train looking for you? Yes, that's why I forced my way in here. And just how am I supposed to help you? They're looking for a man traveling alone. If I stay here with you, they'll think we're together and just pass us by. How clever you are. You'll do it? Yes, of course. Say, you're all right. What's your name? I'm Pamela Stewart. Pamela, that's rather pretty. It suits you. Thank you. There they are now. Remember, I'll sit here and pretend to read. You do the talking. All right. Come in. Excuse me, have either of you seen a man pass here in the last few minutes? Young fellow? Smooth shaven? Why, no. Wait, are you the police? Oh, that's right, miss. This is the man you want. He barged his way in here and told me his name is Richard Hannay. What? Come here, you. Let go of me. Are you Richard Hannay? Well, speak up. Yes, and thank you very much, Miss Stewart. Well, you didn't expect me to harbor a murderer, did you? I am not a murderer, and I hoped you might give me the chance to prove that. We don't see about that. Come on, Certainly, gentlemen. I'll go with you willingly. In fact, I'll lead the way. Grab him! Open that door! He's holding it from the other side. Hitter, let me try. Together now. One, two, three. Where is he? Where did he go? There he is, down the passageway. Come back here. Stop. Stop. Have you got him? He jumped. He jumped off the train. Well, he's probably lying dead in a ditch. No. The last I saw of him, he was on his two feet and running like a rabbit. We will return to The 39 Steps after a word from our sponsor. Air travel has come a long way since passengers crouched in open cockpits, bundled to the eyes. Now comfort makes its greatest advance in the history of flight. Imagine an airplane so perfectly air-conditioned that even the faintest trace of tobacco smoke is filtered from the atmosphere you breathe. Gracious stewardesses serve you cocktails and champagne dinners aloft, and pilots with years of experience in the friendly skies guide you smoothly to fascinating destinations just hours away. Mount Rushmore, the Statue of Liberty, and San Francisco's Golden Gate Bridge, just to name a few. On North by Northwest Airlines, the world leader in air travel, First Class is the only service we offer. So, come fly with North by Northwest and get a real picture of how wonderful air travel can be. Whatever direction you should fly, try North by Northwest. With first class service high in the sky, fly north by northwest. Destinations galore, so much fun in store, from sea to shining sea. When it's time for up, up, and away, fly north by northwest. Call North by Northwest Airlines ticket offices or see your travel agent today. When it's time for up, up, and away, fly north by northwest. That was beautifully put. And now, back to the 39 steps. Hanae escapes! Paper! Hanae escapes! Paper! Extra special! Hanae escapes from police! Paper! Extra, extra! Paper! Two days have passed, and Richard Hanae, wanted for a murder he did not commit, is still at large. Determined to discover the secret of the 39 steps, he's made his way to Scotland. The driver of a donkey cart is giving him a lift, and now he's on the last leg of the journey, the outskirts of the village, Altenashalak. Are you going to stay long in Altenashalak, laddie? 
Well, that all depends. I'm looking for work. You suppose I could find something? Eh, I have my doubts, laddie. Altnatch Lock is a mighty small village. What do you do? I... I'm a chauffeur. Well, I'm thinking you'd better try somewhere else, then. Oh, I see. But aren't there any newcomers who might need a chauffeur? I... Oh, now wait a minute. I come to think of it. I did hear of something about a retired professor who lives in a big house on the edge of the moors. A professor? Yes, that's it. I can try it anyhow. Yes, sir. I'd like to see the master, please. And what name shall I say, sir? He wouldn't know my name. You might ask him if he knows a Miss Annabella Smith. Yes, sir. Is that someone for me, George? Oh, yes, Professor. How do you do? How do you do? My name is... Haymond, I've come from London, from Annabella Smith. Oh? Well, do come in. Please, you must be tired. We can talk in the library. Yes, of course. Go right in, please. Thank you. Uh, Sit down. Uh, Will you have a drink? No, thank you. Well, uh, now, what did you want to see me about, Mr. Haneer? Hanay, you know me? Yes, I suppose it's safe to call you by your right name now. What about our mutual friend, Annabella? She's been murdered. I know. Poor girl. Police are looking for you, too. Yes, but I didn't do it. Well, of course you didn't. But why come all this way to Scotland to tell me about it? I believe she hoped to come see you about some air ministry secret. She was killed by a foreign agent who was trying to steal it. Did she tell you what this foreign agent looked like? Only one thing. She told me the top of his little finger is missing. On which hand, Mr. Hanim? On the left, I believe. Are you sure it wasn't on the right? It might have been. I call my hand, Mr. Hanay. It's you. You're you're the one she... The one she was trying to warn you against. (laughs) The chief. You must understood her. She meant for you to kill me. Not to bring me information. What are we going to do about it? Ah, that's just the point. What are we going to do? You see, I live here as a respectable citizen. You must realize that my whole existence would be jeopardized if it became known that I am not quite what I seem. You understand my position, of course. Yes, quite. Oh, Mr. Hanay, why have you come here? Why have you forced me into this difficult position? I can't lock you up in a room or anything like that. There's my wife and daughters to think of. And what makes it doubly important that I should not let you go? Is that I'm just about to transfer some very vital information out of the country. What? Oh, yes. I've gotten it already. I'm afraid poor Annabella would have been too late in any case. Well, that's that, I suppose. If only it were that simple. But it seems to me we have some unfinished business to attend to. And what's that? I have a small revolver here. Pretty little thing, isn't she? Suppose I left you alone with her. 
Tomorrow's newspapers would then announce that the Portland Place murderer had taken his own life. You want me to kill myself? You're mad. I won't do it. Then I'm afraid you've left me no alternative. <laughs> you should have stayed in London, my friend. George? George? Yes, Professor? I want your help, please. There's a little job for us inside. We'll carry her nade to the garage. And when it gets dark, we can drop him off on the road somewhere. Where is he, sir? Behind the table. <laughs> Here, sir? Yes. Pick him up and... I'm sorry, sir. Eh? But there's no one here. What? You can see for yourself. Well, I, I, I shot him. The body was lying right there on the floor. The body, sir, seems to have disappeared. Get out of the road, please. What do you mean by standing in front of my car? You might have been killed. Sorry, lady. I just wanted a lift. Would you mind? Whoa, Miss Stewart. How do you do? You? What are you doing here? Richard Hannay is my name. I believe we've met. On a train, wasn't it? Yes, I think so. And, if I remember correctly, you handed me over to the police, didn't you? Oh, get away from me. Don't worry. I won't hold it against you. That's very kind of you. What are you doing in Ought Not Shalock? I live here. It's a charming place, isn't it? Do you know where the local police station is? Of course I do. Well, take me there. And hurry, please. Well, I suppose you know what you're doing. Oh, yes. You see, I know who killed Annabella Smith. Is that so? The same man who shot me a few minutes ago. Shot you? Where? Right in the cigarette case. See? There's a hole in one side of it. Funny little things, cigarette cases. If I hadn't been carrying it about in my breast pocket, the hole would have been in my chest. And to think of it, only last week I was trying to quit. Just who was this arch villain? A gentleman called the Professor. Oh, you don't mean Professor Bartlett? I didn't stop to inquire his last name. <laughs> oh. Oh, come now. It isn't as funny as all that. <laughs> Do you actually mean you're going to the police with this story? That Professor Bartlett shot you? That he's the one who killed the woman you're accused of killing? Of course. Why not? And you expect him to believe it, I suppose. Well, you don't, evidently. No, and neither will they. Professor Bartlett, a murderer? Why, he's one of the best light men in the village and a very good friend of the sheriff's. I'm sure the sheriff will be interested in your story. Yes, I see your point. It hadn't occurred to me that... Stop the car, please. I'm getting out. Oh, no, you're not. You said you wanted to go to the police? Well, that's just where you're going. And if you touch me or make a move to jump out, I'll turn this car into a ditch. Well, aren't you the sweet little thing? Now, you just sit tight, Mr. Hanay, and don't make any sudden gestures. We're going rather fast. You haven't the nerve, of course. Haven't I? Just try me. Alright, I will. Don't touch that brake! Hang on! Where are you? You alright? Quite alright, thank you. You little fool! Why did you swerve? We might have been killed. Hello there! There's someone coming. Keep down. Let go of me. Hello? Hello? Over here, Richard Hanay. Why, you... Grab that man. All right, Hanay, we've got you. And don't try any funny business. Stand up. Yes, of course. Are you the police? We've been looking for you. Put the handcuffs on them. One on him and the other on the guy. Hey, what are you doing? We're handcuffing you to your friend here. Huh, now see what you've done? Listen, you can't do this. I don't even know this man. Get in the car, the both of you. 
Will you please move over? Are you talking to me? Yes, I am. Ow! My wrist! You asked me to move. And when I move, you move with me. It's a scientific fact that when two people are handcuffed together... Officer, must I be chained to this man? You must, and keep quiet about it. Wait a moment. Where are you taking us? This isn't the way to the sheriff's office. Just don't worry about where we're going. It's the real head we're going to see. The chief. Would you like to have a small bet with me, Pamela Stewart? Alright, I'll have it with you, Sherlock. I'll lay you a hundred to one that the man they call the chief has the top joint of his little finger missing. Am I right, gentlemen? You shut your mouth, I will shut it for you. <laughs> See, Pamela? I win. They're taking us to your charming old friend, the professor. What are we stopping for? <sighs> oh, a whole flock of sheep are crossing the road. Blow the horn. Maybe that'll scare them. Nothing gives. They won't move an inch. Ah, come on. We'll have to get out and shoot them off. Come along, get move along, Lancelot. Now's our chance. We'll make a run for it. When I say jump, jump and run for your life. But suppose they catch us. Come on, jump! Hey, look, they're getting away. There they go. Give it to them. They're shooting at us. Come on, run for it. We shall return to the thrilling final act of The 39 Steps. Following this break for station identification, this is WBFR in New York City. We now return to WBFR Playhouse of the Air's presentation of The 39 Steps. I'm glad to see so many of you are still with us. Oh dear, I see we won't be ready for another 60 seconds. However, thanks to our sponsor's remarkable foresight, we have a message that will fit in here nicely. Wouldn't you like to get away from it all? Forget your worries and relax for a while. For a short rest when you're on a long haul Or honeymoon after you've just walked down the aisle It's the Bates Motel Twelve rooms, twelve showers You can wash your cares away It's the Bates Motel Open all hours Every day's a holiday Have you been looking for a vacation spot that's tailor-made for good times? Experienced travelers before the Bates Motel for its special personality, quiet dignity, and friendly charm. This new, completely modern motel offers accommodations with the latest improvements, including insulated walls, metal furniture, box springs, Venetian blinds, carpeted floors, free radios, and parking directly in front of the 12 guest rooms. Pleasantly air-conditioned in summer and snugly heated in winter. Each room features a private tiled bath and an abundance of hot water. Nothing old-fashioned but the hospitality that even Mother would say is second to none. The Bates Motel is truly an experience you will treasure the rest of your days. Just call for prompt teletype reservations. It's the Bates Motel. Twelve rooms, twelve showers. You can wash your cares away. We now return to... The 39 Steps. When last we left Hannay and Pamela, they were running for their lives through the highlands of Scotland. Well, they're still running. Here they come now. Please, don't run so fast. You're hurting my wrist. I can't go any further. I've lost my shoe. There are 20 million woman in this island, and I'm chained to you. <sighs> All right, then. Fine. Go ahead and sit down for a minute. Have we lost those men? It's as black as pitch on this moor. They'll never find us now. You know, this is all very silly. You can't escape. What chance have you got handcuffed to me? Oh, why don't you give yourself up? To whom? To Scotland Yard. Thank you, but it's a little impractical at the moment. I told you the truth on the train, and I'm telling it to you now. 
There's a dangerous conspiracy against this country, and I'm the only man who can stop it. They were taking us to their boss, and God help us if they ever catch us again. I see. You're still sticking to your penny dreadful spy story. Oh, all right. Very well, then. I'm just a plain, common murderer who stabbed an innocent, defenseless woman in Portland Place, London. I don't know how innocent you may be, but you're a woman, you're defenseless, and you're alone on a desolate moor in the dark, manacled to a murderer who'd stop at nothing to get you off his hands. If that's the situation you prefer, have it, my lovely, and welcome. Well, I'm not afraid of you. Why not? For all you know, I may murder a woman a week. So, listen to a bit of advice. Do everything I tell you to do, and do it quick. You big bully. <laughs> Gesundheit. I like your pluck, but you keep a civil tongue in your head. Otherwise, I might feel my next killing was a bit overdue. Alright, on your feet now. Where are we going? I see some lights over that way. We'll do a little investigating. What kind of place do you think this is? Well, I don't know. It looks like an inn. Now, remember to back me up on everything I say or do. Do you understand? Yes. Now, stay close to me and hold my hand. It'll hide the handcuffs. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to the King Head's Tavern. And what can I do for you and the lady? We had an accident with our car a few miles back. Oh, that's too bad now. You want to stay the night, I suppose? Yes, we do. Will it be two separate rooms or one? Two separate rooms. One room, please. Oh, oh, one. Oh, well, which? One, thank you. One. And what's the name? Uh, Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Henry Hawkinson and Mrs. Hawkinson. Well, come along, Mr. and Mrs. Hawkinson. The room is at the top of the landing. Nice place you have here. Thank you. Here's the room. Thanks very much. Well, good night to you. Oh, wait, please, you mustn't go. What's the matter? Is there anything wrong? Yes, well... Of course, there's nothing wrong. She wants to tell you something, that's all. Yes, uh... You see, we're a runaway couple. (laughs) Oh, are you now? Yes, as a matter of fact, we've been running all night. If anyone inquires for us, you won't give us up, will you? Oh, of course not. I was young myself once. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. Good night. I'm sorry, Pamela. Of all the outrageous things. Listen, you don't expect I'm going to spend the night in this room with you. Personally, I don't see how you can help yourself. I didn't ask to come with you. And I didn't invite you. But here we are. Well, aren't you afraid the men will find us? I'm not thinking of that so much as a way to get all these handcuffs. Oh, I have a nail file in my pocket. Maybe that'll help. (laughs) Ha ha, that would be dandy. Uh, If you file 24 hours a day, 10 years from now, we might be free. Imagine, tied to you for 10 years. It's a horrible thought. I've had enough of your insults. I'm going to tell the innkeeper the whole story. You want me to hang for a murder I didn't commit? As long as you hang, I don't care whether you committed it or not. What a bloodthirsty creature you are. Haven't you any pity? Nope. Ow! What are you up to now? I'm trying to file the handcuffs. Well, don't jab me in the wrist that way. I don't like it. I'm sorry. You're going about it in a very amateurish fashion anyway. I can see you know nothing about filing handcuffs. At least I'm trying to do something. Well, if you don't mind, I think I'm going to try to get some sleep. (sighs) I haven't had a wink for 48 hours. Well, I'm not in the least bit tired. You don't mind if I stretch out in this chair, do you? Not at all. Thank you. (sighs) Good night. Good night. 
But I don't see how you can sleep at a time like this. Watch me. Listen, did you hear that? There's a car out there. It just drove up. It's your imagination. It was not my imagination. I heard a car. Well, all right, if you don't care. I don't care. No, just don't care. It's early the following morning. Richard Hannay stirs restlessly in the armchair, rubbing his sleepy eyes. Suddenly, he jumps up from the chair, staring down at the handcuffs now dangling from his wrist. Pamela Stewart has freed herself and sits across the room. Good morning, Mr. Hawkinson. How, how did you get free? Oh, very simple. A little work while you had your beauty sleep. <laughs> I suppose you filed the handcuffs? No, I picked the lock. I was trying to do the same for you, but the file broke. Say, what's wrong with you? Why are you being so nice? You don't feel ill or anything, do you? No, why should I? Why didn't you leave? You were very anxious to last night, if I remember correctly. Well, something happened last night that convinced me that you've been telling the truth. When I got free, I went downstairs. That car you said I imagined belonged to our pursuers. They were sitting downstairs when I got there. Did they see you? No, I hid behind the counter. They asked the innkeeper about us. What did she say? She said she hadn't seen us. Then they ordered something to eat. And while they were eating, they talked a lot about, oh, about the 39 steps. The 39 steps? And don't ask me what it means, because I don't know. But they said the professor was clearing out of the country. Then he has caught the secrets. Did they say how soon he was leaving? No, but they did say he was going to London to pick up someone in a music hall. The 39 Steps. London Music Hall? It doesn't make any sense. Which room are these men in? Oh, they left about four or five hours ago. What? You let them go after hearing what they said? Four or five precious hours wasted. Oh, you button-headed little idiot. Don't you speak to me like that. My dear girl, I'm accused of murder. And the only way I can clear myself is to expose those spies. Then why don't you go to Scotland Yard? What's the use? You said so yourself. They wouldn't believe me. Well, then why don't I go to Scotland Yard? Hmm. Why not? They'd listen to you. Of course they would. Come on, we'll get the next train for London. You wish to order now, sir? No, thank you. I'm waiting for someone. Pardon me, sir, but your face... Looks familiar. Are you someone famous? No, I'm not. Bring me a bottle of ale, will you? Very good, sir. Make that too, please. Yes, miss. Pamela, sit down. What happened? Did you go to Scotland Yard? Yes, and prepare yourself for a shock. They checked every possible channel, but the Air Ministry is positive there are no papers are missing that would be of any possible interest to spies. That's incredible. Are you sure? Well, that's exactly what they said. I don't know what to make of it. I think you've been tricked. Oh, it certainly is very bewildering. Oh, I'm sorry, Richard. Really, I am. Look, I think you'd better go now. Go where? Any place. Leave the country. I'll help you. Oh, I know it sounds funny, but I somehow couldn't bear the thought of them catching you again. Why? Pamela! I guess I just changed my mind about you, that's all. I suppose you're as vain as a peacock and I couldn't stand you for any length of time, but you're something else. Well, you know, if I weren't in this jam, I'd... What? Nothing. What's that tune you're whistling? That silly one of yours. Must have picked it up. Wait a minute. Pamela, you're brilliant. Me? What did I do? That tune. Now I remember where I've heard it before. And I know where we have to go. Where? Follow me. Here are your seats, sir. First two on the aisle. Thank you. Sit down, Pamela. This is silly. The show's almost over. Be quiet. I'm just playing a hunch, that's all. 
ladies and gentlemen, with your kind permission and attention, I now have the honor to present to you one of the most remarkable men in the world. I present Mr. Memory. Pamela, look in that box to the right of the stage. You see the tall man sitting in front? It's the professor himself. You gotta get out of here before they see you. No. Sit down. Listen. Every day he commits to memory 50 new facts and he remembers every one of them. Facts from history, from geography, from scientific books and newspapers. Pamela, I've got it! I've got it! Got what? Of course there are no papers missing. All the information's inside Mr. Memory's head. I still don't understand. Don't you see? The details of that air ministry secret were borrowed, memorized by this man, and then replaced before anyone could find out. That's why the professor's here, to take Mr. Memory out of the country after the show. When the floor is not nailed down. How tall is the Empire State Building? How old is my west? Pardon me, sir, but there are some gentlemen who want to speak to you. Who? Me? Are you Richard Tenet? Well, I... You're under arrest. Wait, officer. Look, there's something here you ought to know. Come along, quietly. But that man on the stage... Don't cause any trouble and spoil the people's entertainment! Question, please. Do not hesitate. Wait a minute. Mr. Memory, what are the 39 steps? Come on, answer up. What are the 39 steps? The 39 Steps is an organization of spies collecting information on behalf of the Foreign Office of- It's that man up there in the box who shot me. Stop that man! Stop that man! Stop it! Keep your seats, please. There's no need for alarm. No cause for alarm. Is there a doctor in the house? Is there a doctor? See Mr. Memory, please. Where is his dressing room? N- number five, but you can't go in. I'm afraid we have to. Detective, have you a pencil and, and piece of paper? Yes. I want you to write down everything you hear. Now listen here, I don't know what this- Do as he tells you, please. I'm going to prove to you that the man who shot Mr. Memory is the same who murdered the woman I'm accused of killing. What is it? We want to see Mr. Memory. How is he, Doctor? Pretty bad. Did they get the man who shot him? We got him all right. What's all this about? (sighs) Mr. Memory, can you hear me? Yes. Mr. Memory, there's something I'd like you to tell us, please. Yes. What was that secret formula you were taking abroad? Would it be all right, me telling you, sir? It was a big job to learn it. The biggest job I ever tackled. And I don't want to throw it all away. It'll be quite all right. The first feature of the new engine is its greatly increased ratio of compression, represented by R- over R to the power of gamma, where R represents the ratio of compression and gamma. Seen in end elevation, the axis of the two lines of cylinders, this device renders the engine completely silent. Am I right, sir? Quite right, old chap. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'm glad it's off my mind. At last. This way, please. We can pick up the police car on the corner. The police car? Where are you taking us? To Scotland Yard, of course. Scotland Yard? But you can't do that. You heard what that man said. He didn't kill anybody. (laughs) Easy now, easy. He'll be alright. All we want to do is put the story on the record. Oh. Oh, that's better. Nothing to worry about at all. He'll be a free man in an hour, Mrs. Hene. Mrs. Hene? What are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry, I thought- Mrs. Hene! That'd be just fine, that would. We were together one day, and we fought 24 hours. 20. You were asleep four hours. Could you imagine what it would be like? Fight for breakfast, fight for lunch, fight for dinner. (laughs) One long, drawn-out battle for the next 30 or 40 years. Oh, 40 years. Do you think we could even keep it up that long? I mean, really. Well, we could try. You will be relieved to hear that Pamela and Hene's story ended happily. They did not get married. 
And that concludes WBFR Playhouse of the Air's presentation of The 39 Steps, our offering for tonight. But I have not reached the end of my rope. Next week, you will hear from me again without a shadow of a doubt. Put your suspicion to rest and join us each and every week for what I assure you will be something rich and strange that will leave you spellbound. Until next time, good evening. The cast included for this production are as following. The commercial singers were performed by Kathleen Terrell, Catherine Schoolcraft, and Kara Schoolcraft. The actors, Kara Schoolcraft as the conductor and commercial speaker. Joe Dunn as Manwan and the audience. Ayana Bokai as Joe and the doctor. Lily Cranford as woman in the audience, police one, and the newsboy. Joel Broom as Mantu in the audience and the train, as well as Alfred. Catherine Schoolcraft as Cigarette Woman, Waitress, and Usherette. Joshua Trice as the announcer and manager, as well as George the Butler. Silas Martin as Police Two and Professor Bartlett. Meg Martin as the driver, the innkeeper, and the detective. Tommy Jordan as Mr. Memory, the ticket merchant, and Man One on the train. Kathleen Terrell as Annabelle Smith. Hannah Nell as Pamela Stewart. Katie Zambrowicz as Richard Hene. We have special thanks for Eagle Radio, Javin Bear, Catlin Hunter, Haley Clymer, Tori Almond, Alex Scarrow, Dr. Adkins, and most importantly, Jesus. Thank you for tuning in.